0: Welcome to the Expatcast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. This episode is the launch of a brand new series within the show that I am so jazzed to bring to you guys. As a foreigner living in Germany, I have been blown away by the country itself, by the by the places that you can visit and the things that you can see without ever crossing a border. I mean, okay, to be fair, I've been also very blown away by the things you can see by crossing a simple border. But even within Germany, I have the feeling that I could travel for months and months, maybe even years and years, and still be in awe of this country. And a lot of the times, the places that I love the most are not the places that you think of when you think of visiting Germany. So when I have friends and family who say, hey, I'm heading to Germany, what should I go do, see, and try... They're heading to Munich, and they're heading to Berlin, and of course, there's tons of amazing things to see and experience there, but from my experience so far, what I've loved the most is the smaller cities and the villages, even. The thing is, though, it's pretty hard to discover these little villages and towns because, well, that's the whole thing, right? They're not tourist destinations, so how do you find out about them, and and how do you learn how to get there? How do you learn what to do there? Well... You listen to the expat cast. <laughs> That's right. This mini series, which I'm calling travel Germany, it's going to highlight different spots around Germany that are smaller places that are places that you might not otherwise think of to go. And I'm going to interview expats who live in these different places to share with us what they love about their new home and what they want to show off about it. I think this is going to be really, really cool, especially considering that these are getting released over the summer of 2020, aka we're in the middle of a global pandemic. And at least in Germany, it looks like travel might be allowed, but it's going to be very limited. So it could be the case that you're only allowed to travel within your area or within the country. So of course, as with everything surrounding coronavirus, do your research, listen to your local officials, and listen to your own moral compass if you think that traveling anywhere is a good idea. But if you do decide to travel, I hope that these locations that I'll be highlighting on the show make it to your shortlist. Maybe you never would have thought to go there before, but you know what? Now you've got 30 minutes jam-packed with great things that you can do if you visit that place. So of course... We're gonna kick it off with Freiburg. I mean, come on. (laughs) I've been joking with people that my experience of this quarantine is me just falling deeper and deeper in love with Freiburg. I really do mean it. I have always loved living here, but the things that I love about it have truly come into focus throughout this crisis. I think the size of the city is perfect, I think the location of it is ideal. I think the culture of the people here is really special and beautiful. And most of all, we are in one of the prettiest corners of the world that I've seen. It's just beautiful here. And because of the way that German cities are structured, I can go from being in a city to in the woods in minutes. And the fact that the authorities here made it a priority to make sure that people were still allowed to go out in nature throughout this whole time tells me so much about how they think and what they prioritize, and I've been able to benefit from that. I mean, I spent almost every day over quarantine hiking, jogging, reading outside, and I can't tell you what that did for my mental health. I can't tell you what that did for my my sense of sanity and my sense of hope. You know, there's only so grouchy you can be when you're standing in the middle of a vineyard watching the sunset over the French mountains I mean, granted, I was pretty grumpy, all things considered, and I had plenty of good reason to be. But at the end of the day, the place that I was lifted me back up and helped me keep it together. And now that Freiburg's starting to open back up, I just, I mean, I'm like, I, I get emotional just thinking about how how much I love it here and how, how grateful I am to have landed in this little corner of the world. So I am so very excited to present to you the very first in the Travel Germany series, Travel Germany Freiburg. And I was so lucky to find a great co-host for this episode in Gibran, who is from Pakistan and also lives in Freiburg, and it was really fun to get to talk to him about this place that we've both totally fallen in love with. I have to say, we recorded this fairly early on in quarantine, so a couple weeks back, maybe end of March. And back then, we had no idea how things would look in a couple weeks or months. And granted, I still don't know how they'll look two months from today. So, you know, some of the stuff we talk about, like going over the border to visit Switzerland or visit France, maybe that's not possible when you're listening to this. But hey, keep it in the back of your mind, because I bet you if you come visit Freiburg this summer, you're going to want to come again, because I'm telling you, it's so great. (laughs) All right, so get out a pen and take some notes, because we've got tons and tons of great ideas for you. I hope that you enjoy.
1: My name is Jibran Shahid. I come from Pakistan. I came here in, in 2014 due to my master's program in Freiburg. And since then, I'm living here in Freiburg as I like, completed my studies. After that, I'm working in the same company where I wrote my thesis.
0: How do you come to Freiburg before you moved here? And what was your first impression?
1: The thing is, like uh, when I was applying for the master's program, I wanted to do something in renewable energy. And uh, so I applied in Freiburg and then I think in Karlsruhe. But when I Googled Freiburg, it says it's a sunny town. And I'm coming from the uh, southern part of Pakistan, which is sunny all over the year. It's like Florida. So, uh, so I thought like Frank is a nice choice. I can go there.
0: I remember one time my train conductor, as we were pulling into Freiburg from, actually from Karlsruhe, he said, pulling up now into Freiburg, which is the California of Germany.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: and I was like, that's a... That's quite an aggressive statement, my friend. That's um, not exactly (laughs) comparable, I would say. But, you know, relatively speaking. So for Germany, it's quite sunny and warm. For a global scale, uh, less so.
1: (laughs) Not so much, yes. And also then one more more thing I read about is a student city. So it's like it's a young vibe. Um, uh, Like I think every third person or fourth person you meet is a student. So that's why it's a really, really young town.
0: When you first actually got to Freiburg and your first... Look around the place. Did you have any other first impressions?
1: I really like the surrounding because, like, there's a mountain all around. Like, if you landed at the Bahnhof, from Bahnhof you can see this uh, schönberg Like, I'm coming from a very flat area, so these mountains actually appealed me to stay. I would
0: say for me, I'd moved to Freiburg without ever visiting it, and I, when I tried to Google image search it, I really could not get a clear picture in my head of what this place looked like. My first visit to Freiburg was with a moving van. The drive over was beautiful. And I was coming from the Bodensee, so that's to the east. But I think actually any direction you drive into town from, it's probably a pretty view because exactly what you said, the mountains, they're just all over. But I remember you go, the way I drove, you go into a tunnel and then you come out. And when we came out, it's like graffitied buildings. It's not that attractive. It was just kind of a main road that was kind of gross. And I was like, all right, I guess this is it. (laughs) But pretty quickly, as soon as I was able to actually go walk into town, I was totally Mm -hmm. charmed. And I would say also, yeah, the presence of the mountains so close to town is One of the things that stuck out to me at the beginning that's continued to be important to me even two and a half years in. And actually, this brings me to my next point. So what are three things that everyone should know about Freiburg right off the bat? One of them for me was that it's a university city. So the town itself is very young and there's everything you would expect out of a university city, i.e. lots of different languages being spoken. You can get by with English. And there's a lot of bars, cafes, nightlife etc. So my second one is this next thing we were talking about, the mountains. So Freiburg is right on the edge of the Black Forest, which a lot of people Mm -hmm. have heard of because of Black Forest ham or cuckoo clocks come from the Black Forest. So it's a mountainous region, not mountains as in Alps, but mountains more in the U.S. you would compare it more to like uh, Appalachians. Shorter mountains, more green, lush, and just stunningly beautiful and That area of the Black Forest is north and east of Freiburg, but it also is in Freiburg. You can literally leave town and be in the Black Forest within minutes. And then my third point that you should know is where it's geographically located, which is in the southwest of Germany. So 30 minutes from the French border to the west and 30 minutes from the Swiss border to the south. So that can kind of help orient you geographically as well as get a feel for culturally what our influences are. So what are your three things?
1: You already mentioned two of them. Like (laughs) the one is the student city, which is like we have around 30,000 plus students. And the other part, which is like the edge of the Black Forest, so you can actually see Black Forest from the city. And the third point I have, it's a small city, but it's not that small that it counts as a village, but it's not that big enough to be crowded. It's a good mixture, I would say.
0: Because I've been eingedeutscht, I've been uh, integrated enough where I now know the populations of certain cities. (laughs) This is a very German thing. I can tell you that Freiburg has 230,000 residents. So for people who know population sizes, this gives you a sense of the scale. So we're not a big city, but we're definitely not a
1: village. The, the good part of travel is like if you meet somebody, like you will meet that person again because it's so small. If that person comes to the city center quite often, you can meet that person again.
0: Which I guess is a pro or a con depending on what you want out of a place. But for me, I always say, I, personally, it's my perfect size because it's big enough that there's enough going on. There's events, there's concerts. Every weekend you can find something to do. But it's also not so big that it's overwhelming, that it's crowded, like you said. Okay, so let's say that someone's coming to spend a weekend in Freiburg. What would we tell them to do? And I'll let you kick it off. Where should they go to eat and drink?
1: So if you're on the weekend, I would say Saturday, usually they have this uh, Mr. Market, like a marketplace, like the way the farmers come from around Freiburg, and then they sell their stuff like fresh vegetables, organic food. Over there, I have something for the people who are coming to Freiburg, this Freiburger Boost. Just like a sausage very famous
0: i actually one time went through with a friend and every week we would eat a different sausage from the month the market and we would take notes about what was the best so i've tried every single one that they offer <laughs> and i can say that they're all really good my personal favorite stand is Hassler's, H-A-S-S-L-E-R, and everything that they have is really good. But, of course, there's three or four stands, and they're all good. And as you were saying, this this market is right around the big church in town, so it's easy to find as well.
1: And the good part is, like, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, then they, are, they also have this vegan wooster. And then from there, if you want to hike a bit, and you want to get, a, like, a bird's-eye view or Fragop, then they can hike to the Schlossberg.
0: Yes. And tell us about Schlossberg. What would you do on a little hike up to Schlossberg? What can people expect? Do they need hiking gear, big backpack? or? <laughs>
1: There's also this lift thingy, which is like, uh, I think you pay like four or five bucks one way, which is like halfway through the Schlossberg. And from there, you have to go to the Schlossberg tomb. And there you don't need hiking gear. You can just go with your joggers as well. It's fine. But it's, if it is a rainy season, then it might be a big problem. But I think it's not a very difficult hike it's like 40 minutes or half half an hour.
0: Yeah, and you can get there from if you're at the Münster, you can really easily walk over this bridge mm-hmm. that puts you right onto the Sh- Schlossberg mountain and you just go up. It is it is really steep, I will say that. And if you want to go all the way to the Schlossberg-Turm, which is the tower, they have a little viewpoint tower at the top of the mountain where once you can't go any further up by a mountain, they've built a spiral staircase tower that takes you another couple stories up. And it's a beautiful view and it's really cool. On a clear day, you can see all the way to the French mountain range called the Fogesen. So it's definitely worth it. But to get up there, you have to go up a lot of really steep steps or there's also another path where you can go through the woods it's definitely doable if you're if you're in good shape. You can do it even in like tennis shoes or something. You don't need hiking boots, but it is a little bit of a sweat. If you don't want to do the whole hike or if you have done the whole hike and then you're coming back down on that same hill just one level up from the ground floor, there's a restaurant and a beer garden. The restaurant's really fancy and expensive, so if you're fancy, go ahead and do your thing. If you're not... Just go to the beer garden, <laughs> grab a half liter or a liter of beer, some French fries, whatever your snack of choice is, a pretzel. The view is incredible. It's my one of my favorite spots, and it, it's the best for sunset. You can watch the sun set to the west over in France, and you get this amazing view of all of Freiburg and a delicious beer in your hand. So what more could you ask for? Especially after you've done a well earned hike to the Schlossberg Turm.
1: So I think, like, if you are on like a weekend, Saturday evening, or maybe Friday evening, then this is the perfect spot to end your day and then go to the city to enjoy the night.
0: I have a couple other food and drink recommendations. I mean, you can probably guess my other beer recommendation.
1: It's I think. Fireling.
0: Heck yeah, (laughs) Fireling. So yeah, Gunter's the big brewery in town. They're in almost every bar and restaurant and yeah, they're fine. But what I love is this place called Fireling. It's more of a microbrewery. So they only make it in this one building and they only sell it there as well. So you can buy a growler and bring it home, but it's not like they sell it in the grocery stores or at other bars, but it's so delicious. They only have two types. Sometimes they'll have a seasonal selection, but they just make these two things and they do them really well. Their restaurant is a really cool design because they sh- copper equipment that they use for brewing is right in the middle and it gives you a nice atmosphere. Um, and I think their food is actually decent as well in the restaurant. And so in the winter, it's nice and cozy, but if it's good weather, then the beer garden's open and the beer garden is just wonderful. It, it You don't get the view like you do at Castanian, but you have such an excitement about you. You can literally, if you're walking down the street, you'll hear Fireling Beer Garden before you see it because you just hear a buzz. And it's these people.
1: <laughs> and the thing that the best part is if you want, don't want to sit in the beer garden then, uh, in the summer, you can also sit in this Augustina place, which is just next to it. And there are these stairs and you can uh, buy the beer from there and then just sit there. And uh, like in Freiburg there's one more thing which is very important. This like uh, these canals which runs to, through the street so if it is, uh, there is water inside, then in summer you can put your feet inside and then enjoy the beer
0: as well. Yeah, this is one of the most distinct sites of Freiburg. They're called the Bächle, And they I've heard so many rumors as to what their purpose is. But basically, they're these tiny little canals that run on almost every road in the downtown area. And I've heard that they used to be used for... Plumbing. <laughs> I've heard that they used to be used for uh, natural air conditioning, that the water from the mountains, from the Black Forest, would mm-hmm. flow into it and that that provides a cooling effect, slash, also, as you said, you can put your feet in. So I don't know why they built them, but they're wonderful. And yeah, there's few things better than on a hot, hot day putting your feet in there with a beer in one hand, ice cream in the other.
1: And have you heard about the myths about those canals?
0: Yes, tell us.
1: If you accidentally put your feet inside those canals, then you are going to marry a Freiburg like somewhere in Freiburg.
0: Yep, so watch out. Um, I would also say, as we're standing in this area where Fireling is, where Augustinerplatz is, um, there's also a really good restaurant serving local badish food, and it's called, oh God, I don't know if I can say it, Sichelschmireh? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I have
1: never
0: been there. I don't know I've been there. <laughs> so if you're at Fireling, you'll see a bigger canal. So most of the Beschela that we were talking about, they're tiny, tiny ones. Like maybe you could put your foot in sideways and that's about as wide as they are. But there are a couple bigger canals. And one of the bigger canals is right by Fireling. You'll know you're in the right place because there is a little alligator in there with a little poem. And on the other side of this canal is a restaurant And you can sit outside right against this alligator canal. They have really good food. I think it's a little bit more expensive, so maybe more of a dinner option. But it's it's local food from the region and wonderful atmosphere as well. Um, And I guess it's worth mentioning here that Freiburg is in an area of Germany that speaks two different dialects. So we're sort of on the cusp. To the north is um, Badisch. And then to the south is Alemannish. Alemannish is closer to the Swiss border. And so the, if you hear it, it, it sounds a little bit more like Swiss-German. They're definitely distinct, but you hear both in town.
1: You can also meet some Schwabish people as well.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Schwabish is done more to the east, but, but it yeah, they, they find their way into Freiburg too. <laughs> Um, my last couple food and drink ideas. Um, if you like coffee, you can find coffee in any bakery. I'm not even gonna mention any specific bakery in town because th- it's Germany; they're all great, and you can find f- fairly okay coffee there. But if you want really good coffee in town, there's a place called Fili Cafe, F-I-L-I, and they have—they don't serve anything but coffee. I think maybe a couple cakes. And then another thing is, if you're vegan or vegetarian. You will do just fine in Freiburg because it's a very liberal city. Um, They're very, very green. A lot of people here are vegan or vegetarian. You'll find things like grocery stores that don't have any packaging on their food. It's all very organic and focused on bio, as they say in German. And again, I don't necessarily have a specific recommendation for vegan or vegetarian food, but I would say if you go to the university area... You're going to find several to choose from that specialize in vegan and vegetarian food. And the final food thing, I mean, we can't not mention Black Forest cake. This is classic. So this is a chocolate cake with cherry. Sometimes it has cherry liqueur in it, sometimes not. Do you like Black Forest cake?
1: I tried it. I liked it, but it's not like something that I really wanted to do. uh, Like whenever I go. (laughs) You
0: can get really good cake in Freiburg. I would say if you're in town, my favorite place is Cafe Schmidt that's right by the university area and the city theater, so it's very central and it's it's really quite good. And they have tons of other stuff too. So if you don't want Black Forest cake, that's fine. But a German tradition is Kaffee and Kuchen. So coffee and cake in the afternoon and that's a great place to go.
1: There's one more cake shop that's bit outside of the city center. It's called morentopf It's owned by a couple. They just cook food, their own stuff every day every day they have their own Take specialties, maybe you'll find, go there every time you find something new.
0: Cool, so let's move on to what people should do in Freiburg. What sort of museums and sites should people see?
1: <laughs> uh, I never went to a museum in Freiburg. I don't know why, because, like, like there's one, as a student, we had this excursion in a uniseum and it tells you all about the Freiburg history, like what, uh, what happened in, during World War Two, what are the things that, is, that are destroyed, and how the university survived and the university student history and these kind of stuff.
0: I also, I don't frequent museums here, I will say. To me, actually, one of the things that I like about Freiburg is it's it's not necessarily a place where you need to go see these different sites. You need to go see these different museums. You know, if you're here to visit, you can really, like, just relax and do whatever you want to do. We do have some good museums. Like you said, the Uniseum would be cool to visit. Um, I've also been to the Augustiner Museum, which is by Fireling and Augustiner Platz that we mentioned earlier. That's our biggest museum in town, and it's, it's really quite good. I was really impressed when I was there. Um, and I also really liked the Archaeological Museum. It's in an old castle in a park called Columbia Park. And that one's also worth visiting. I would say especially if you are here and there's not great weather or you're here on a Sunday looking for something to do, definitely check it out. But if you end up skipping museums, I don't think that you're going to be disappointed or feel like you really missed something. I think they're cool and I would encourage you to go, but it's not like we in you're in, you know, Berlin, you have to go see certain museums. It's it's not quite like that.
1: Travel is more famous for its nature stuff, I guess.
0: Yeah. I would say one cool thing when you're at the Munster Markt, the farmer's market that we talked about at the top, the the Munster is the church and you can go up the tower. And that's pretty fun that they have a little display about the bells in there. And then you can go all the way to the tippy top and it's just a a lovely, cool view and it's not too expensive. So I think that's also worth doing. You can do it in the morning um, and then go off about your day. Another sort of unexpected site or museum is Mundenhof. I find it really cool. So this is like a zoo, but it's better. <laughs> it's it's a little bit out of town. So you'd have to take a tram to the to the end of it and then walk a little bit. But it's a beautiful activity, especially on a Sunday, because it's free for everyone. And they have all these different animals from different regions in the world. And instead of being in tiny little cages, they have fields and they, they group the animals ba- together based on who sort of gets along <laughs> we'll put it that way and it's really lovely to walk around especially if you have kids they have great playgrounds there's a part where you can go pet some goats
1: the one thing which i wanted to write for the cathedral like if you want to go to the top there's no lift like there are some stairs uh, they're very tiny stairs that you have to take to go to the top so if you're like i think for the older people that could be a problem
0: so as we said freiburg isn't necessarily the place where you need to run around the old city seeing museums it's more about the nature so let's talk about about that what sort of things could people do to take advantage of being in such a beautiful area
1: oh there are so many things that you can do one thing you can you can do is like if you're in Freiburg, you can take the tram to google from there you can take the chairlift to shanslan this is the i think the highest mountain in this region
0: Feldberg. Feldberg is actually a little higher. Yeah, Feldberg the highest mountain, yeah. yeah. But um, I think it's the longest... What are they called in English? The, um,
1: the lift. No the lift. <laughs> but this is actually this is one of the things that you can actually view Freiburg from Schoensland as well. You can take this uh, lift to the top of the Chantan, you can roam around there, and then from there you can hike down to Freiburg.
0: Gondola. Some people call it a gondola. That's the word we lost. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I would also throw in in that area. One thing I love about Germany is when you're out hiking, you'll sometimes stumble across a restaurant and it's not a big fancy restaurant. It's just a little guest house, they call it. I I just love this so much. Like there's no reason for a restaurant to be in the middle of the woods. But it's there just for the hikers passing by. And you can stop, have a drink, have a snack, have a meal, and go on. And one of the favorite ones in Freiburg is called St. Valentine's. And you can do a pretty leisurely hike either from town or from Güntherstal, this area that you mentioned, and just go up there. They have great pancakes, uh, not American-style pancakes, something a little bit different, but they're delicious. And that's a really lovely way to to kick off your day with a nice brunch. Um, And one more similar one is the Jesuitenschloss it's the Jesuit castle so this is on uh, Schoenberg which is one of the mountains in town you would take the three tram line to the end and then take a nice stroll up the hill if you wanted to do a hike you can keep going and go into the woods but before you hit that just up the mountain is the Jesuiten Schloss, and there they serve wine and snacks I think you could probably scramble together a meal but it's more of a place to just go and take in the view and relax and it's truly you're in the middle of vineyards overlooking all of the town and all of the mountains in the area it's it's really beautiful
1: but the thing is it's all about hiking but what about the like have you been into the cycling you can do it towards Staufen?
0: oh yeah that's a good idea i'm not a cycler so this this is all you tell us what we should do on the bike
1: uh okay like uh, the, my friend's circle is actually more about the biking and stuff so we actually bike towards kolmar so you can actually bike from Freiburg to Colmar is like mostly, I think, three hours. And then you can also bike towards uh, Staufen. Staufen there's a ruined castle, which I think it takes like one and a half hours to go there. Like, if you have a bike, and if you, you can also rent a bike from Bahnhof. There are some good bikes as well. There are some cheap ones as well.
0: And some of the places that you've mentioned, I, as a non-biker, have categorized as either day trips or little excursions. So Staufen mm-hmm. and colmar are both great places to go just I, however you get there, they're both beautiful. Schaufen is, as you said, cast, has castle ruins. it's in the vineyards. It's a beautiful little town. Colmar is in France, in the Alsace, which if people aren't familiar with that region, it's this sliver of eastern France that basically every major world war has shifted if it's Germany or if it's France. So if you walk around a lot of these villages, you'll see signs written in German. From when it was a German town, and then you'll see signs written in French because now it's French again. And it's a really special area. i I love going there. I've actually spent a whole weekend there, so you could, you know, if you were coming to Freiburg for a week, you could definitely split up your time and and spend a couple nights there, but you could also just as easily go there for the day, and whether you go to Colmar, which is a bigger city, or Strasbourg, which is the biggest Mm -hmm. city in the area, there's also smaller towns like Eggishheim, which is lovely to walk around, Mm -hmm. and also in this area, you have um, the Wine Road, so you can Mm -hmm. drive from vineyard to vineyard, and you have Uh, Just a ton of castles. So the biggest and most um, visitor-friendly is haute Konigsberg, which I'll link to in the show notes. But honestly, when my parents visited, we spent a couple nights over there, and we drove up to one castle ruins. And then we would look out and see another. So we'd say, hey, let's drive to that one. We'd drive there, we'd see another one. And we'd say, hey, let's drive there. And we spent a whole day that way, castle hopping, vineyard hopping, town hopping. And it's just one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. So to have that so close to Freiburg is super... Another favorite day trip of mine is up to Schlucksee or Titisee. So these are two lakes that are further into the Black Forest. You can take a regional train from the Freiburg train station and within an hour you could be in either one of them. They're actually the same train line so you could get off first at Titisee. There it's more touristy you can buy cuckoo clocks or if you're traveling with kids they have a really great indoor pool. It's part spa, part adventure park and it's a lot of fun for the whole family or if you're an adult alone you can also just go to the spa part Um, but i'm not such a big fan of tidizay i will say they have one place that has really good black forest cake i don't even know if this restaurant has a name because it's literally just this tiny brown shack on the side of the lake but if you do Mm -hmm. a walk around the lake you'll hit it and they have quite good food Um, i would recommend staying on the train longer and going up to schluckse which is the biggest lake in the black forest there, you can also hike to a viewpoint tower. And from there, you can see all the way to the Swiss Alps on a clear day. And even if you don't get a clear day, the walk around the lake is lovely. They have three different train steps. You can get off at one and, and walk to the next. It's not such heavy-duty hiking because it's flat, but it is elevated. And they have little shops, little cafes and things like that. So you can always stop and take a break. And there, you really get the, the feeling of the Black Forest. You're really in the middle of it there.
1: Actually, I'm also a motorbiker. Like, I have a motorbike as well. And for me, this travel is a perfect place because there are so many places that you can go with a motorbike. And with the shlokse, I know there is a place like at the end of the shlokse, there's a dam over there. And next to the dam, there's a small guest house. And there, if you drink coffee or like do like lunch, time, it's a perfect place because then you have a great view of Schluckse. It's like, yes, it's, it's a biker's spot, I would say. So mostly the people uh, who own a bike in this region, they... Have to go
0: there. I actually could keep going on and on about day trips that you can take from Freiburg because especially as someone living here, this is one of my favorite things and any weekend I can just go to either a town in the Black Forest or over in France or even down to Basel in Switzerland, but we're running out of time, so do you have any more <laughs> day trip suggestions?
1: Uh, like if you're into uh, these uh, mineral baths, there's a couple of mineral baths around in this area, like the Skydelbad which is in Freiburg, there's Bad Kosingen, which is I think 30 minutes away you can go with the train and then these are these mineral baths that you can take and then there's also this bathroom bath.
0: yeah and so these are like sort of spa baths like yeah mineral baths like you were saying okay so in terms of visiting there are a couple festivals in town that would be really cool to catch i listed three so if you're coming in you, you have one? Okay, hit me with your <laughs> one first, then.
1: <laughs> I just want to you know this uh, ZMF, which in July, like a music festival.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't have that one. That's a great one. Well, I will say with some music festival, ZMF, they call it, um, you can buy tickets to specific concerts, but also it's held in Mundenhof in this zoo yard. So you can also just kind of grab a little picnic and sit nearby and listen to the concert from afar. Um, so the three that I listed. Um, speaking of summer, you can also come in early July and be here for a Wine Fest, because Freiburg is in. We have vineyards in town, and we're also close to this area called Kaiserstuhl, which also has a ton of wine. I mean, this whole area is just covered in wine. So Wine Fest is a great time to be here. Each little village and, and neighborhood has their own Wine Fest, but Freiburg has a bigger one in town, and that's early July. Then I would also say the next one you would hit would be. Christmas market season. Anywhere in Germany is a great place to be during Christmas market season. I do like the Freiburg market. And again, being so close to so many other great places is a benefit. Because you can go to the Strasbourg market. You can go to Basel. You can go to my favorite one, which is Ravennischloft. Yeah, Raveneslucht. it's in the middle of the Black Forest under this bridge that looks that has trains going over it. So you feel like you're on your way to Hogwarts. And it's usually yeah. snowy. There's campfires. It's just the most incredibly beautiful place with the cutest little market
1: like this is really a place to be on there i guess they have so many local stuff over there and the view from there at the night they have these lights and when it's snowy it's really nice.
0: and my final time of year suggestion or the festival suggestion is uh, fastnacht so this is the southern german version of carnival carnival. So there's a lot of different words for this festival because it's very regional and very city to city. So in Freiburg, they do have a Fostenach parade on on Rosenmontag and that the day of the year changes every year. It depends on Lent and Easter, etc. But they have a bigger parade where all the smaller groups from the Black Forest come in and show their crazy costumes and they do a fun parade. But you can also do individual trips to certain towns to see what kind of carnival celebrations they have like a big one that people like to visit is Elzac because they do a lantern sort of festival. Um, so it, when you think of carnival, you might think of Mardi Gras or you might think of carnival in Cologne, which is bigger and crazier and longer um, Freiburg. It's different, but it's really special. So if you happen to be coming in, in February or March, you should check if you can align your, your visit with fast, Yes. Okay. So I, I, I had to throw in this question here because I'm a librarian and a book nerd what libraries or bookstores should people visit in Freiburg
1: oh well as a student I only been to this university library is right in the middle of the town like next to the start theater this big black building that you cannot miss
0: um, what do you think about the university library building because this is very divisive
1: yeah, actually the thing is I would not say that I like it and I also not say I don't like it because okay it doesn't merge with the city's Architecture. Maybe I don't know what they were thinking when they designed it.
0: Yeah, I actually also wrote down the university library just because the architecture is so distinct. And it as I said it's divisive. It's so modern compared to all of Freiburg's older buildings that it stands out. So, A, you'll find it for sure. <laughs> and B, you can get your own opinion if you like it or not. I personally do actually really like it, but I think I might be in the minority on that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fine. Like, I, I'm not against it. It's okay. Yeah. It's just,
0: in terms of bookstores, my personal favorite is Rombach, which is also right near Café Schmidt. They just have tons of options and they have a decent English section. So if you're here as a tourist and just want to pick something up to read, they're a great choice. Or you can try Jos Fritz. It's actually, it's a it's a communist bookstore, I suppose, or it was founded in that manner, I said, Freiburg's super liberal. There's no concept of no shirt, no shoes, no service. Like, tons of people here walk around barefoot, and this is just normal. Like, there's so many white people with dreadlocks. There's um, just a lot of <laughs> alternative life going on. You can definitely feel that in Jules Fritz. All right, and second to last question. What is your personal favorite spot in Freiburg? Then
1: it's a Blue Bridge. It's right next to the Bahnhof. And people actually climb to the Blue Ridge and then sit there and enjoy the view of the city and the Schoenberg as well. And from there, you can also have a good sunset.
0: Oh, man. Okay, so my favorite spot, I put down Kanonenplatz. If we rewind our brains back to the beginning when we were saying you can go up to Schlossberg Turm for the view all the way to France, um, that's the very top of the mountain. But the first, so if you if you start your hike, the first thing you'll hit is the beer garden. The next thing you'll hit a little bit higher is Kanonenplatz, which has a really fun playground, and then also a park you can just sit at, and then the very top would be the, the tower. And I do love the beer garden for sunset, but I also love going to that middle level, Kanonenplatz, because you can also see into the valley to the east of Freiburg. You can look down at the vineyards all the way around, and every time I go there, I just feel peaceful, and I feel in awe of the fact that I get to live somewhere so beautiful And it's worth mentioning, too, that this whole area, um, it's called Schlossberg because um, Schloss is castle. There used to be a castle there. Freiburg has a ton of history, which we don't have time to get into, but it's been through so many wars and so many big periods in history. And one of the old castles was there. Unfortunately, it's, it's not there anymore, but you can read different informational uh, signs about it. And for me, this is really one of those moments where I read those signs and I look around me and I can see the 30 years war. I can, I can see them climbing over the mountains and coming to attack. Like I can just feel history come to life. That said, we can't end up the podcast without talking about the Treisam because it's such a big part of Freiburg culture. And that is the, the river that goes through town. People here love to grill or have a beer or just relax along the river when the weather's good. You can go swimming in it. You can go on runs along it, bike rides along it. It's just a really lovely spot to be. All right. Finally, if we if people are not already sold that they should come visit Freiburg, what would your elevator pitch be to convince them that they should come here?
1: Uh So if you are a nature person, I think if you want to stay in nature, like maybe hike, maybe bike cycle, or doing some, I don't know, like you could come to the win- in, uh, in winters, doing skiing and stuff, then Friberg is a perfect place. For each season, this Friberg has something to offer.
0: I think you nailed it. Yes. This is what I wrote too. I said, whether you're here for a day or a week, whether you're here in spring, summer, fall, or winter, there's something to do you're going to feel yourself slow down, you're going to feel yourself relax, and you're going to feel yourself reconnect with nature while also getting a very European experience and a very German experience. I love it here. I really can't imagine a better way to spend a weekend or a week or however long you want to be here. You should move here even. Why not? (laughs) So there we go.
1: Actually, all my friends, all my friends who actually moved because I'm the only one in my friend circle who studied here and also working here. Uh, all the people who left, they still come to Freiburg Like each year, they said like, okay, we want to come to Freiburg just to say. said like, let me come to your place. Like, he said like, no, no, we want to actually visit Fiverr. That's why we come to your place. To see, to just uh, revise or like, we re- uh, live all the memories that we have.
0: There's definitely something special about this place. All right, so to round us up, we are gonna do our ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. This is a rapid-fire question round where I'm gonna ask you three questions that you're gonna answer without thinking it overthinking it, just go with your gut. Are you ready?
1: I'm the last person in this one, but yeah,
0: please try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you couldn't live in Freiburg, where in Germany would you choose to live?
1: Uh, Stuttgart.
0: What is one place in Pakistan that you would recommend people check out?
1: Abbottabad. Um, Abitabad is like, yeah, which is quite similar to Freiburg,
0: Awesome. The Pakistani Freiburg. I love it. <laughs> and finally, we are recording this during the coronavirus lockdown in Freiburg. So what has been your favorite coronavirus friendly activity so far?
1: Uh, hiking. You can be alone in the woods and then there is no fear of that you will in contact with people. So usually you're alone. It's fine. And there's so much distance with other hikers.
0: Yeah, actually, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's what I've been noticing over the lockdown too, is as much as I'm, we're, we're talking about all this great food you can eat and these things you can do, and, and part of me is like, oh, I wish we could go do these right now. Another part of me is like, actually, my favorite part of living here is going out into nature and experiencing the beauty that is this area, and that you can still do. So I've never been more grateful to be in Freiburg where I can just leave my apartment and be on one of two mountain ranges in five minutes. So that's a true selling point here, especially, I mean, if you have to wait out the apocalypse anywhere, this is not a bad place to be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad that we could do this. If people want to connect with you in the meantime, where can they go?
1: So actually I have a YouTube channel called uh, Desi in Wonderland. Desi is actually all the people who are coming from South Asia, they call themselves Desi, which is not like... Uh, if you have a Desi food, if you have Indian food or Pakistani food, you can actually say a Desi food or Desi clothes or anything. So I consider myself as a Desi, Desi, which is in Wonderland, which is like Alice in Wonderland. So I am Desi in Wonderland. Uh-huh, so YouTube channel.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you again for coming on to the Expatcast. This was a blast.
1: Thank you for inviting me and uh, sharing uh, and also selling our beautiful city.
0: Thanks again to Jabron for coming on the show and sharing his tips. I definitely have a couple of new things on my to-do list, so I hope you guys do too. You can check out his YouTube channel, I'll link to that in the show notes, and the show notes this week are quite full of links to many of the places that we mention in the episode. If you're listening to this and you live in a town in Germany that you love and you want to share about, shoot me an email because this series is just getting started and I'd love to see if we can maybe feature your corner of this wonderful country that we find ourselves in. The email address is thexpatcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on social media on Twitter and on Instagram at the expat cast. I'd really love to hear your feedback, both on this new mini series and on this episode in particular. Did I give you the travel bug for Freiburg? Are you going to come visit? Reach out and let me know. Or hey, idea, leave a review on your podcast app of choice. Thursday, we'll be back in your feeds with an episode about what to do when your family is split across two different countries. How the heck do you choose where to live? Until then, have a wonderful week. Bis dann. Tschüss.